got a question. Hey, I got a question for the kid. All right? Here's my question. Uh, is there a limit to how long you're allowed to have your car parked in a spot? And this is why I'm asking. Um, yeah, there's a car parked right in, fr right in front of our house. Gucci parking spot. That's the best spot. Now, we have street parking. We have a garage. But I don't, I don't fucks with the garage. As the kids say, I don't fucks with it. Because... It's just a pain in the ass to get in it. It's one of those garages that's like in the, in the, uh, uh, why am I blanking on this alley? Hey, you know those streets that are like dirtier than the regular street, but they go behind houses? Alley. Um, that's where the garage is. And it's a pain in the ass to get in and out. So I don't even mess with it. And you can park in the stall beside it, but that's where the creatures hang out. Every car that's parked back there has been broken into because there's no lighting, whatever. I told you guys what someone took a dump on our like uh on our garbage thing, right? Yeah, that's all part of the same area. This area behind the house. I don't know what happens at night. And especially as it's getting nicer outside, I'm nervous because that's when the creatures come out even more. But yeah, they were somebody took a dump right on the like on the door. I go out there one day to put the recycling and I go, oh, there's there's a human poo on here. That's nice. Why would you have, like, and it was on the door. Why would you have to, even if you're just going to drop one, you, you, did you have to put it on the door? Couldn't you do it, like, behind, just on the ground somewhere? Why did the door have to get involved? So that was disgusting. Oh, and when we first moved in here, by the way, this I'm remembering all this shit now. We were here literally the first week that we lived at this house. We moved in here in, like, August, and there was scaffolding beside our building, and... I called the I had to call the police almost every night. There was someone going through the scaffolding. So someone's in there stealing tools, taking dumps. I'm not putting my car back there. Even if they don't break into your car, just the fact they might poop on it, not for me. There's no car wash in the world that would get rid of that psychologically. You'd always look at your car and be like, this is poo car now. You got pooped on your poo car. So anyway. We park on the street, okay? The spot right in front of our house. The best spot. Sometimes I need that spot, okay? If I go and buy a bunch of stuff, or I got to carry something big, I need to be in the spot close to the door. And this car, I don't even know what the story... This car must be evidence in a, in a murder. And yes, again, as a junior detective, an independent detective, I'm looking at it. I'm dusting for prints. I'm going to go out there after this, and I'm going to collect samples i'm going to collect information on this vehicle because it's sitting out in the street it's in the best spot and it's been there for probably it just hit me the other day probably three months i saw the car and i, I realized i'm like this car doesn't move nobody's driven it and it's not like there's snow now so you can't like whoever here's the thing whoever owns this car is dead i know that for sure whoever this vehicle belongs to is dead or in jail or missing or they got abducted by ufos because they haven't come back or they somehow don't have to go anywhere ever because the car is not moved so i think they're probably dead which you know aligns with my theory on the murder case here and why i need to collect more evidence from it but it's just been sitting there and i'm like can i call the bylaw 1-800-BYLAW and bylaws are like laws but not as cool that would suck to be a bylaw because you want to be a law and then you're just a bylaw. 
you're not even that real. I mean, you're real, but you're not like the big leagues of laws. You, oh, you only count in a municipality? Nerd. Beat it, bylaw. Anyway, this vehicle, still there. I'm looking at it right now, and it's just, it's starting to, it's starting to be a little rock in my shoe. It's starting to irritate me a little bit every day. Because I don't, now I have more questions than answers. Whose is it? Who just abandons a car? Now, to be fair, it's an absolute piece of junk. Like, you look at this car. Dude, this car is one of those things, like one of the cars where different parts of it are, don't match the rest of the vehicle. And you're, it's hard to know, did it come like that? Or is this person just like taping parts to it? Because there's a lot of tape on this car. It's blue, but the the hood is gray. Not the worst color combination, actually. I mean, it looks stupid, but it's not that bad. It could be worse. Gray hood. And then, yeah, dude, like every corner is taped up. It looks like a toy. It looks like a toy car that maybe was in a blender for about 10 seconds. Because it's not in good shape. But who's, whose is it? So, this is the question for the people. If anyone here uh, is familiar with the bylaws, you know a bylaw officer. I mean, I guess the obvious answer is you just Google it. But I don't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I want this car out of here. I actually even fantasized about like just pushing it. Just pushing it down the street. There's got to be a legal... There's got to be some loophole... Where even if even if cars can park indefinitely in a spot, I could move this thing and get it towed or something. I don't know. What do I do, right? The things. The things we have to put up with. Can you believe how hard life is? You got to deal with some cars sitting there. <laughs> so anyway, but it is, dude, it's so nice outside now. And it makes me, it puts me in a real happy mood. I get to sit outside finally and read. I just started this new book called Billion Dollar Whale. I'm not even, uh, man, I'm not, I don't even know if I've done the first chapter. I'm only a little bit into it, and it's insane. It's about this guy called Joe Lowe or something like that. And and I know I should know his character given I was reading it, but the it's this guy who's a billionaire somehow or something, and he tricked everyone. And Dude, the book opens incredibly. It's talking about some birthday party that he throws. And he's got like the Hollywood elite there. He's got, uh, who is there? Leonardo DiCaprio, Zach Galifianakis, like uh, Bradley Cooper is at this party. Then he's got Britney Spears performing. You know how rich you got to be to get Britney out of retirement performing at your birthday party? So it's interesting. To say the least, it's interesting. And it fascinates me because I'm always, I'm always fascinated by people who live lives of deception, right? People who are mysterious. Epstein is an example of that. Jeffrey Epstein, the guy has a, no one knows how he got the money, but he has it. That's the part that I find fascinating. It's one thing when people lie, right? Like they're like little bow wow pretending he's on a, remember when he did that? He pretended he was on a private plane and he took a picture, but then someone snitched because they saw, they were behind him and they took a picture of him taking the picture on a normal plane, on like a commercial jet. He's in aisle 22C. His seat is 22C, not even in business class, and he's pretending he's on a jet. Hilarious. So that that's one angle that people take. But the more interesting one is the ones who are mysterious and they lie, but then they actually have the money. 
this guy actually had the money and he's paying people. And what I realized is he's getting these Hollywood elite to come to his party because he pays them appearance fees, which is so, it's so interesting to me to think, um, first of all, what a hilarious position to be in, in life where you just, your presence is valuable. So people will pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars to just show up. And then I realized too, like everyone has like, I think Jamie Foxx showed up at, at this thing, right? And they paid him like 400 grand. And you would think that for someone like Jamie Foxx, it's like, he's so rich. He wouldn't even care about 400,000. But then you realize it's like, even when you're super rich, 400,000 is 400,000. And if somebody tells you that to get it, all you have to do is show up at a thing. There's almost no one who's going to not do that. So even the, even the Hollywood elite, these people who you would think it wouldn't even be a drop in the bucket. I mean, even think about even for a regular person, for us, right? Like you might say, all right, 100 bucks. 100 bucks is a, is a lot. But it's not worth, you know, a lot. There's not a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff you wouldn't do for. It. Jesus, this is the hardest sentence I've ever had to say in my life. But it's about what you had to. If someone said, all you have to do is open your door and get 100 bucks, you would do it, right? Anyway, I guess I didn't have to do that analogy. <laughs> we could probably just delete that whole chunk. But it is fascinating. Because uh, I think there's got to be some seedy shit with the elite. The elite. Now, we're talking about this guy's a billionaire. And that's where you notice the difference, too. The difference between a billion and even a multi-millionaire. Like, multi-millionaire means you're good. And you can buy some fancy shit. But you can also run out. Billionaire means you can't even run out. You can't run out of money. I mean, you can make some dumb investments and lose it all. And that's fascinating when that happens too. But you, if you just had it sitting in a bank account and you just spent, even if you spent extravagantly, you can't outspend a billion dollars. You know, unless you buy a bunch of stupid shit, like a bunch of airplanes or something. But even if you just live that ball in life, I'm telling you something that you already know. <laughs> Guys, the lesson here is that a billion dollars is worth, uh, is actually a lot of money in case you were wondering. So I'm curious about that. Now, if I had a billion dollars, I would get rid of this car in front of my house. That's what I would do right away. So yeah, I'm excited for this book. It's so interesting. I like books that have deception, you know, the games that people play. You ever wonder about that? The games, the things that must be happening. I always think about that for Hollywood too. I mean, imagine all of the behind the scenes seedy shit that's happened that we'll never know about. Oh, it's such a mystery. I think about it. It's so fascinating to think about that shit. I mean, there's some creepy, shady shit that just, you know, that's happened, I guess, in any industry. And we'll just never know. That's crazy. That's why I hope when we die, there's some room you go into and they're like, all right, you get to have answers to every like Google, but like real Google. You know what I mean? Like, I hope you get to go into a room and then any question they just have the truth and they tell you exactly what happened. Otherwise, is there just mysteries that never get solved? Come on, man. So that's what's going on. Big book. Excited. Um, went for a huge run today. 15 kilometers. And it felt amazing. It's the perfect temperature outside for running right now. It's sunny, but it's not hot. And uh, they actually, what I really like about Calgary is they open up. There's a road downtown. They actually just like 
shut it down so you can walk and run on it. So you're running on a road. You feel like a little car. You feel like a little car person. Hey, I'm running on a road. Beep, beep. Look out. Here I come. Beep, beep. <laughs> so stupid. But you do feel like, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool because you feel like you're in like a race, right? Like I'm on a fucking road right now. How funny is it that that's actually an exciting part of my life now? Basically, I had an exciting day because I ran on a road. People aren't supposed to be on the road. That's where cars go. And because I was a people who got to go on the road, that's an exciting day. That's what COVID life is right now. That's an, that's a highlight of my week. I got to run on a different terrain. Wow. <laughs> and I got weird shit going on with my feet now too. My left foot, I noticed, has this giant bump on it, on the top. It doesn't hurt or anything, but it's almost like, dude, it's almost like I have a horn developing on the top of my foot. And I'm thinking back, you know, I have a lot of foot issues because I got high arches, okay? And it's tough to talk about. <sighs> Will people give you any less empathy for a medical thing than when you just tell them you have, your feet are whacked? They're like, okay, cool. Cool story, bro. But I do. I'm living this this troubled life because I got high arches. And so I definitely should have orthotics. Now I do have orthotics. I put them in my shoe, but they're not made for that shoe. So it occurred to me as I now have a horn developing on my foot that maybe I should have actually given that I'm running so much every day, maybe I should have got orthotics in the first place. And then I don't don't have to have a potential horn forming. And I don't even, you know, here's what I'll say is you don't Google it. I was going to go, cause I was like, we all know you don't Google symptoms because no matter what the symptom is, you Google it and it's like you have brain cancer. No matter, you you could be like my eyes itchy. It's like, oh, probably brain cancer. <laughs> so you never Google a symptom. But I, for a foot horn, I'm like, well, how bad could that be? And then I realized, nope, don't do it. Even a foot horn could be like, they're going to be like, yeah, I don't even want to say it, but the, it would be bad. Every symptom. So don't do it, dog. But that's what's going on, man. We got these feet horns sticking up out here. We got feet horns. We got a car that won't move. I mean, how am I even getting through all this stuff right now? So much controversy. I thought about this too the other day. How funny it is. <laughs> like, it's just the little things. If you start noticing, like, I realize one of the things that makes me feel proud. I, I Listen, I'm a big jaywalker. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm a big believer in jaywalking. And yield. Let me explain what that means. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of. If there's no vehicle, if there's no cars, you don't have to wait for that little hand to turn into a person to cross the street. You can just go. You don't have to let the man control you with his pedestrian signs. I'm not saying you'd be reckless. Not one of these people running across a highway, but I am saying. That if the street's clear and you're and you're if there's no one on the road and you're still gonna wait for that hand to turn into a person to give you permission, you gotta rethink life, man. You can't be that in the box, that controlled. It's irrational. Just go for it. Take a risk. Cross that street. So one of the things I realized that makes me feel proud is you know 
when you're about to cross the street and it's giving you the hand, it's saying, don't cross right now. As per this bylaw, you're not allowed to cross, but there's no cars. And you see someone on the other end of the street and you're both facing each other and no one's going. And then you take the initiative and you say, F it. You know what? I'm not listening to an orange hand. I'm walking. And you go. This is the funny moment to me is when you start jaywalking and then the other person across the street sees you do it and then they go. (laughs) It's that little moment where you're like, wow, I inspired that person to break the law with me. I sh- to me, that's leadership. I thought about that in my head yesterday. I was like, that's leadership. I led this person. They weren't going to jaywalk. Then they see me go for it, and they do it too. And as you cross each other, there's a mutual respect and an understanding that we did it. We broke the law, but we saved ourselves some time. I always just thought, I thought that was so funny because I recognized it yesterday. I walked across the street. I jaywalked it. And yeah, the guy across, he wasn't going to go at all. Then he sees me go and he goes and I got a little boost, a little joy. And I was laughing so hard to think, why did that feel good? And I still don't know why. It's just hilarious to see someone else go like, I'm doing it. This guy's doing it. Let's go. So what I can say is get out there today and inspire someone to break the law. Show them how to jaywalk. It's very fulfilling. And the other part to me too is I know I just saved that person some time. And that's why, you know, that's why I'm a good person. (laughs) And here's my other thing too. So jaywalking and yielding. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of yielding. In fact, if I was ever mayor, if I was even in charge of a bylaw, and that's been a big theme of this episode. um, One of my rules would be we're taking out all the stop signs. They're all becoming yields. And it's the same concept. If you get to a, to an intersection and there's no one there and you come to a complete stop and go, it's like, why? Now, you have to slow down. I agree with that. And there needs to be a right of way. But in my mind, stop signs are when they don't trust us. That's the government saying, I don't trust you to successfully maneuver this intersection. So I'm going to force you to stop. And then make you think about it, then you're allowed to go. And every time I stop, I just think about that's the man. That's the man telling you what you can and can't do. (laughs) So I'm just saying, I think that every stop sign could be a yield. You still need to slow down and you might even have to stop. But if you don't have to stop, I'm not going to force you. Oh my God, that would be the best platform. I won't force you to stop. That would be my slogan. If I ran for... um, Mayor, mayor, mayoral, if I ran for mayor or even alderman, that would be my slogan. I will not force you to stop. Yielding is enough. Yielding is enough. I want that whole, I want the crowd to chant that with me. Yielding is enough. Oh my God. How viral would that go? Hey, I think we should try it. Let's do half the city keeps their stop signs. And the other half, switch them over to yields. And let's just see. Let's see what happens over the course of a year. I mean, obviously, there's just going to be way more car accidents in the yield side. But that's a risk I'm willing to take. That's a price I'm willing to pay for the freedom to not stop. 
And that's the big lesson today. And I hope you never stop. Have a great Monday. See you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye.